Hi again everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Connection Podcast's Wrestlemania 37 post-show reaction podcast. This is a wee extra bonus episode of TWC. I'm joined once again, of course, as always, by my partner in crime, my tag team partner, my Wrestlemania gear buddy, Glenn. Uh, I say gear because I thought that you know it was nice that Randy Orton and Edge were wearing similar colours. I didn't mean gear as in like, you get any gear, mate. Um, it's a very Scottish yes, thing, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder if anybody would have even picked up on that. Probably not. I've just do you know, Chris, I know we're here to talk about WrestleMania, but do you know what happened to me for the first time in ages the other day? Go for it. Yeah, mate, can you go in the shop for me? Oh, like, really? Can you, go in, can you go in the shop and buy me booze? Like a couple of teenagers. And I think, just as well, I don't live in the same area where I work, because if I, if I lived <laughs> in the same area where I work, I would know all the teenagers. Right, of course. But um, for, for clarity, I should, just to clear this up, if you're new to us, folks, my name is Glenn. <laughs> I am a teacher. I just, I don't go around befriending teens. Uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I must just be, I must just look old enough now, because I don't get ID'd right. anymore either. Um, I was out walking with Robert and this guy, we were walking past the shop and sure enough, this, this teenage boy came up to me and asked me to go in and buy him booze. Um, and I should also make clear, because I want to keep my job, right. I of course said no. <laughs> you said no, sorry mate, it's WrestleMania night, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got plans tonight, I got plans tonight. Thank you for inviting me for drinks, young man, but I've got WrestleMania tonight. That'd be a whole other conversation. Right, ladies and gents, we decided to do a wee post-show reaction podcast not your regular episode, there'll be no segments, I don't know how long this is going to go, um, and I tell you what man, I don't normally do this, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago I guess on the show, um, after Wrestlemania it's like, oh, like that was like usually it's this long show, you know, um, a lot of build up watching, and then when Monday comes, I'm like, I'm excited for Raw, kinda, um, but I'm really not in the mood for like, let's rewatch everything. I, that comes in a few days' time. I, I like to rewatch stuff and I like to remember, oh, yeah, that was a good moment or whatever. Um, but, you know, usually the day after, I'm like burnt out, feeling tired. It's been a late night. This year has been really good because it was two nights and that means the shows were shorter. However, that means it was two late nights in a row. So um, I've just went and thrown cold water over my face and we are ready to go. How did you how did you watch the show? Because it was just like both mornings. Did you manage to catch anything live? What were you thinking? Well, so here's the thing, Chris. I I have mentioned already that I'm a teacher, and so usually with pay per views, it's just not and it's not not yeah, possibility. Royal Rumble, forget it. SummerSlam, maybe, but generally speaking, no. Uh but WrestleMania has always been the exception. Even before I was a teacher, like. Uh, because it always fell on the Easter holidays. So pre-pandemic, when you were allowed to have parties and things, mm-hmm. I, like that was always the one like I stayed up for. Like me and my friends would get together, um, and uh, that would include my close personal friend Robert, um, uh, Jamie, our friend of the show who does our artwork, and a few others. We would always get together, and whether it was an, a great WrestleMania or a stinker, part of the fun was just getting together and having yeah. fun. And so, you know, I'm thinking of WrestleManias that people don't remember too fondly. Like, I mean, off the top of my head, like 32 or 29. Let's go with 29. Like, that's really a one-match show. I mean, mm-hmm. we're a positive show. Uh, so, like, I'm sure if you and I spent ages talking about WrestleMania 29, which we have done on episode 29, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, then, listen, we, you and I personally would probably find more merit with it. Yeah, but absolutely. generally speaking, you, you just enjoy the buzz of, of being with your pals. Even if the, In fact, if the show's rubbish, is even more fun because you can complain loudly. I still remember how the tantrum I took when The Undertaker's streak ended at WrestleMania 30. Did you take a full uh, tantrum? 
I took a full tantrum and went and sat in Jamie's cupboard and missed the the Divas match as a result, <laughs> and which is a shame because considering that was that was the era when you know the women were given very little time, but apparently, by all accounts, they did not a bad job at all that night. Hang yeah. on, you went and sat in Jamie's cupboard? Yeah, I just I, like. Uh, so for context, folks, I was 23 at the time, which is the age that Chris is now. <laughs> That's I my age. I didn't send yeah. any couples last night. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just was so, and I have to say, uh, I maybe had a drink. <laughs> maybe well. one or two. <laughs> Listen, like, you're 23. I'm 23 at the time. So um, so yeah, I, I, I was freaking out. And like I remember being so annoyed. I remember texting my ex, who who I was with at the time. I wasn't like texting an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hate this. Terrible night we're having. I need to text my ex. <laughs> that my my then girlfriend i remember texting her going the undertaker just lost and she was probably to the effect of shut up i'm in bed <laughs> um and so uh, like but that was part of the enjoyment was getting riled up or the emotions or whatever you know uh so whether it's good or bad wrestlemania was always my exception and now you know i've been a teacher for a few years now and i thought well do you know what easter holidays is a two-night affair uh Kate and I have a house now, so there's more rooms for me to do this in without disturbing her. I thought, you know what? Maybe this will be my year. I'll do it live. And I had that very intention. I'd even figured it out I wasn't going to sit in the Glendon because if I sat in the Glendon, that would mean going downstairs and disturbing because you have to go through the bedroom to get to the bathroom. Right. And I've, So I thought, I'm going to move one of the tellies into the spare room. I'm going to set up shop. It'll be amazing. I'll put the PlayStation in there. It'll stream brilliantly. That way I can get to the kitchen for a drink or go to the bathroom if I need, and I won't disturb anyone, not even the dog. Right. Uh, and I got to about 9pm and like that, like a light, I just faded. And I texted you, and like you should have seen the defeat in my face when I texted you. <laughs> I was just like, I, just, I can't remember what my words were. I was just like, I'm going to bed now. Enjoy your night. I Enjoy your I night. Even, I didn't even want to be emotive. I was writing as if you said you weren't coming to my birthday party. I was so angry. I was just disappointed myself. And then I had this existential crisis as I was putting the light out going, do I have no stamina anymore? <laughs> no, uh, I think it's a different situation though. You'd be sitting on your own. You know what I mean? Like it'd be different yeah, if people were over and stuff, you know? Absolutely. And I'm hoping next year maybe to host a party. You're very much welcome to come or maybe go down to Roberts again, which is our usual. Uh, so I like a... I'm hopeful that there can be like this big, like returned, so that I you know because usually it's like I I don't bother taking a nap earlier in the day, but I might have to now. Yeah, like, uh, I'll usually just splash my face, make a few coffees, and and I'm good, you know. Yeah, uh, don't drink too much alcohol because that'll just make me fall asleep. You makes know, makes me so fall I'm asleep very, too. Makes me fall asleep too. Alcohol. I'm very strategic with it, but nah, I was defeated. So to answer your question in a very long-winded way, which you asked me about five minutes ago, uh, how did I watch it? Uh, I, at 6 a.m. on Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, I watched um, the night one uh, for most of the morning. And then uh, today, which uh, is uh, Monday now, uh, the day of Raw, uh, I watched night two over a few hours, and uh, and that was how I did it. How did you watch it, Chris? I watched it live, and now it's Monday, and I'm kind of struggling. No, listen, I'm fine, usually. I'm quite a good... I'm a night owl anyway. Definitely not a morning person. I know you're more of a morning person because you're a teacher and that sort of thing. Um, and I, listen, I like, you know, when I when I have to be a morning person for work and stuff, I enjoy getting up in the morning and stuff, but I'm really good at staying up late. Um, but as I'm getting older, listen, as you say, you know, WrestleMania 30, you were 23, and even, you know, that was a monumental moment for you. I'm 23 now. I definitely can't do it with as much ease. With the greatest of ease! as I used to do, um, but I can still manage it. Like some pay-per-views, you know, when it's not the most exciting of shows and stuff, I'm like, okay, I'll catch the rest in the morning. I'm really tired. The fact that it was WrestleMania, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And because it's two nights as well, the shows were shorter. And listen, I was thinking this on my walk yesterday. 
I was thinking, you know, it's cool I get the two nights and stuff, but I quite like the idea of it being like the one show, like a, like a, it's a musty destination. It's like a big spectacle. It's a special one show thing. There's something about the art of yeah. that, like getting all in the one show. But then yesterday when I was on my walk, I was like, I quite like this two night thing because like matches like Cesaro and Rollins and uh, and Rhea Ripley and Asuka and Sheamus and Riddle and stuff, they don't seem like throwaways. You know, maybe they're not the most exciting matches on the show. Yeah, but, they but, they, the but fan, they, you know. And the fans weren't too tired to appreciate some of those matches because there are definitely matches on a normal seven-hour WrestleMania Absolutely. that deserve a hot crowd and they don't get it because... Uh, you know they've been sitting there for five hours. I mean, yeah. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey—perfect example, history making. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure it was a good match. I don't really remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fans were just sitting there going, "Right, yes, this is history, women's main event." But they were so tired and they were so bored and they were sitting there for so long. It took away the specialness. You know, whereas yeah, if definitely. like like on on night one, the main event with Bianca and Sasha, it you you're sitting there going, "Okay, like this is special." You know. Um, mm. And that's because the show was on for three hours and it was a normal pay-per-view length. So I anyway, um, I was thinking, I, when on my other podcast, The Good, but I never liked to go, I still do it, but I never liked the question, what did you think? Because it's such like a stereotypical and I don't really know what I think until I really digest it and think about mm. it and stuff. Especially this, you know, 14 match card. So I thought, let's go through it chronologically. We'll touch on everything. Yeah. And, oh. um Yes, yeah, so let, let me start then by asking you a question, and I think it's important that we start with this question for you, um, because, like you were saying on episode fifty-two, how you've been going through the openings of WrestleMania, and by that, not just the first matches, but the the opening <laughs> openings. Okay, um, so I wonder, like a pound for pounds, what was better, Brett versus Owen, or the WWE versus the Florida Climate? As an opener for WrestleMania, uh, Brett, Brett versus was more was more technical, but the the climate thing was more extreme. I think this was God's revenge for Backlash 06. How many tweets did you see of that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, uh, this is what you get. You like, know, it's so funny because uh, Bruce and Conrad did WrestleMania 22, and they they mentioned that a few times. Um, oh, sorry, did I say Backlash 2006? Let me re- rename that WrestleMania Backlash, as it's now called. <laughs> do you know? I, listen, do you know why I think they're doing that? I think I think we're getting the stadium. I think we're getting wee stadiums, by the way. (laughs) For the for the pay per views up until we're back to normality. Oh, that'd be exciting. I'm listen, put Sunday night heat, put velocity back in the stadium. Do the velocity reunion show in a stadium. Get Billy Kidman. Jamie Noble was on the bloody card. We saw we all saw him, right? You know. (laughs) Jamie Noble he came out. I was hoping he was gonna do that uh, tiger suplex thing to Logan Paul, but (laughs) this Uh, is why you listen to this podcast, folks. We're not gonna do match star ratings, all right? We're gonna talk about the weird that we saw. Pardon my language, all right? Okay, listen, um so I've told you before, like my family have all been like wrestling fans at some point in their lives, you know. Um, my dad had booked off work to watch WrestleMania and stuff. He didn't make it to last night, but mm. you know, we're, we're all aging. Um, yep. And you know, Saturday night is a night that you know a lot of the family are like, "No, it's my Saturday night. I'm not going to bed." So ten to one came, and by the way, WrestleMania usually starts at midnight. Um, but because it's maybe it's because it's on Peacock or whatever, it had to start like on the normal eight o'clock hour. So it started at one in the morning. Yeah. Which is probably another reason why you probably went to bed as well, because if it started at midnight, then maybe you would have thought, okay, there's an hour earlier, but no. I think it was seeing that that actually put the nail in the coffin for me, because I'm so used to like the pre-show starting at 10, so you, you, there maybe there'll be a match at half 10 yeah. or 11, you know, yeah. like the Andre the Battle, Andre the Battle, Giant Royal, what? Andre <laughs> the Battle? Uh, <laughs> in cinema soon. 
<laughs> so, so at ten to one, I go in the living room and and uh, my mum and my dad are sitting there like listening to music or whatever. And I was like, "It's time." And my dad goes. <laughs> 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 and then, and then my dad, my dad. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm back. And then my dad was like, "No, it's just, it's, it's just what? It's like what you do when, when like you've got like a 22 year old dog who's like crawling. <laughs> you just go, you go up to your parents, you go." It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time for the moment to happen. I walked in and my dad was like, no, we're, we're listening to music. Um, we have to play at least, give us one more song before we start. And I was like, right, make it a good one. Guess what song he played? Uh, wow, wow. WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, My Way by Limp Bizkit. My Sacrifice by Creed. And I was ah! like, yes, you know me so well. So, oh man, I don't like... Uh, when other people get like really excited and um just they get they get like emotional or whatever i'm always like oh come on get a grip wrestlemania starts every single year and i get the shakes i don't know why i just get i just it's it's like this thing in my tummy i get butterflies i get like all sweaty i get the shakes i am just so it doesn't matter what year it is or what age i am or whatever i just get so excited right it's wrestlemania and i was thinking this on, on my walk recently as well I say that as if I'm like an old man. I go for walks now. Um, I'm just thinking, like, WrestleMania is literally the constant thing of every year. We've talked about this a lot, you know, of my life. And it's like, it's still there. That excitement's still there. That childlike thing is still there, you know? Yeah, I so, get more excited for this than Christmas now. And, you know, you think about <laughs> what Christmas was when you're a child, you know? Especially. So I'm sitting there and I go to the fridge and I get a drink and stuff. And I'm like, in the kitchen, I'm like, why are you taking a deep breath as if I'm going for an audition or something? And I sit down and I realise my mum and dad are still up, so they're watching it with me too. And I'm getting so excited. And then, of course, I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be great with the crowd and stuff. The WrestleMania opens, you hear that roar of the crowd. Vince is there. I love the opening. Oh, we're all man. on the stage. Here, the I've, I've re-watched them. this clip on YouTube at least 17 times since it happened on Saturday night. It was, this for me was like the first spine-tingling moment because I didn't have all that build-up. You know, I just turned my tablet on at 6 a.m. whilst my wife was asleep next to me. Um, And so I... The minute I saw him there and the minute that I saw, like, the most of the roster out there as well, and you think back to when you usually see that site is usually when someone's died or in the SmackDown after <laughs> right. it's always It's always a sad occasion, but it's also very always a moving occasion. So you, you always associate that image with, like, Vince, you know, at charge. It's always very emotionally driven. I think this might be the most moved I've been about one of these things since 9-11. Yeah, think about it because obviously when someone dies or whatever it's not like you're not moved by it you're not like oh that's really nice that's just what they do you know whereas this is like a celebration you know know? yes exactly Um, and I've rewatched this clip as I say on social media and stuff and it's one of my favourite moments of the whole show I'm going to go back to this moment a lot um, throughout the year and stuff because it's just like although fans aren't back it's just it was like the celebration of having fans in but also the celebration of Wrestlemania and what, yeah. why was why was Daniel Bryan and Edge in that in their gear? You know what I mean? Like, I just thought was like Roman Reigns is the only one that got the memo. He was wearing this nice three piece suit, and I was like, "There's your man." I have a theory about that because of the dodgy weather. Because um, the really? forecast the forecast for night two was supposed to be diabolical. There was yeah. a serious risk of last night getting cancelled. 
uh, up until the the eleventh hour, it just cleared up. But the forecast was lightning storms from nine p.m. I was checking um, the weather app all day. Yeah, so was I. I was on the Tampa Bay weather forecast. So was I. <laughs> um, so I have a theory we, that they weren't even there. <laughs> I know, but they they may have maybe discussed perhaps and breaking the glass, emergency glass, condense WrestleMania into one night, get all the big matches wow. out and just be ruthless. Wow, wow. I, I wonder, or maybe. Maybe they just like the, the, the nice Florida breeze on their legs and their Maybe. biceps. Maybe, Maybe so, so. You know? Even though Roman Reigns was the one that was like, I ain't wrestling on night one. You get me for one night. Acknowledge me. Uh, yeah, and just Vince, man. I know he doesn't like to be on camera because he looks old. I don't care. I was like, yes! <laughs> but at the same time, yes, he might look old, but he's allowed to look old. He's in his late 70s he's now. In his 70s, and I just, I just think about that story that Jericho told on the Broken Skull Sessions. Jericho, nothing. McMahon won. Did you hear <laughs> that story? Yeah, and he's like sending a picture of him working out. It's so yeah. Vince, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so that so it's like this big. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So yeah, this big opening happens. I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting all like emotional and and like shakes and stuff. The intro package, which I wasn't the biggest fan of, but whatever. Yeah. And then it starts, and then, ladies and gents, it's time for the toilet break. Toilet break. Oh yeah. Weather break. Oh yeah. And I was just right. like, oh my god. Can I just say something, right? See when they started talking about this. Uh, when Michael Coles, because like, they had all, the, it was like the the biggest like blue balls and kind of like, it was because you, you got so primed for it. And then Michael Coles says, weather break. But here's the thing. See, because in the opening package, we got a lot of, we got a lot of, finally, like we got The Rock, we got yep. Dwayne in the package. That, and I thought, wait a minute lightning electrifying is are they going to tell the fans to leave and then just as they're about to get out of their seats is Dwayne going to come out because they're in Florida I yeah. genuinely thought it was a work um oh and man then it, it became very clear that it wasn't I thought wait a minute why are they cutting to improvised interviews so, so I, I was know. like I was like are they going to cut this from like the feed like now like on demand feed like are they going to just like kid on it never happened you know what I mean or is it going to be like are they going to keep these promos and be like an extended pre-show and it just mm. shows you man isn't it funny how everything in WWE seems so scripted when it comes to like the promos and stuff, and you know, like people have to meet their marks and have to make their times and stuff, and you know how strict it is. And mm. then in this moment, I mean, you look at Talking Smack as this big sort of like um, breath of fresh air with the promos and stuff, yeah. and then you get in this situation, and you know that it's nothing but you know, let's just go for it. Um, it made it really exciting. I thought. I know. Um, yeah, it was the unpredictable factor, and. Uh... And you see Drew's you know, face, I, by the way. He was raging, oh, he, and he was he, ready that, to go. There was no, there was no acting there. He was, he was about to drop an f bomb. Like he was fighting he was. to not do that. Um, uh, he was furious. But do you know what baffles me as well? Think about it this way: WrestleMania twenty four, WrestleMania twenty eight, WrestleMania thirty three. I know these these were all different parts of Florida, right? But they've ran Florida for Mania at that time of year multiple times, and they've never had this problem. The first time in 37 years in an outdoor stadium, at least, that they've Absolutely. had this sort of problem. Obviously, they, they did know, have that in-your-house pay-per-view that the power went <laughs> Yeah. Um, but um, generally speaking, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, I said this to my mate, actually, on, on WrestleMania Saturday. Um, I was like, you know, because obviously they were talking about it throughout the day on Twitter and stuff about how it's forecast yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I was like, they've been really lucky. You know what I mean? How it's never really happened. And I just thought, like, obviously, that's why the ring's covered and stuff in case it rains. I never thought of the yeah. crowd. You know, maybe that's like a selfish thing. And I was like, what? I mean, they, surely they just need to sit through it. But like, I never thought, what if it's like a storm? 
yeah, and people are in danger, it. you know? Um, it's like unimaginable, but you know what? Like, that's what WWE does. Like, they just have to deal with it, you know? Okay, we're live, so let's do something. Um, yeah. And it's like the magic of it. And I was just, it went on for half an hour, right? So it's now um, like 20 to 2 in the morning, and we've not even had the first match yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, what's. I didn't know when it was going to end, and I was like, I was just hoping it was going to get started soon because I know I know it would have started. I didn't think they were going to rule out the whole thing because they're all there and they've started the show and stuff. But I was like, I hope it doesn't go on to like seven in the morning this show because I wanted yeah. I want to see it and stuff, and I wanted you know, and my mum and dad were still up in that. Um, but eventually we got through it. Samoa Joe and a poncho. My eyes um, will never be the same again. And <laughs> uh, eventually the match started. The, the the show started. We had Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan coming out and stuff, which kind of took away the oomph for that special wee entrance. But it wasn't like a proper entrance entrance, was it? They just came to the stage. Um, and then we got going. I, anything you want to touch on with like the the weather thing? Or are we we good to move on? I think we're good to move on. It was just uh, I I just want to. We've kind of touched upon it, but I just want to pay tribute to the uh the the wrestlers who had to do improvised promos and stuff uh totally unscripted you can just imagine they were like shoved in front of a camera and said yeah do you go you go talk M- yeah mvp and lashley and then drew comes in and you know it's like i, I actually skipped for a wee bit of it because obviously i wasn't watching it live um and so i i skipped to like 30 minutes and then it was the drew and lashley package so i thought okay fair but yeah i just i think that's just a testament to them i mean like your adrenaline's running so high, you know you're going on first, and then that gets yeah. taken away from you. And after that uh, thing with Vince at the start too, they were probably even people yeah. like so. So Kevin Owens did a promo, and Braun Strowman did a promo and stuff like improvising stuff. They were out on that stage too. They were feeling it, you know. Um, even though Owens wasn't on till night too, but you can just imagine being in that position, you know, when it's like, yeah, this is. It's, I mean, Jericho talked about it all the time, like when he went from WWE, all his promos were written, and then he had this promo against Tangman Page at Fight for the Fallen yeah. in 2019, the first promo in 20 years that was never written for him. And he was like, okay, I have to go and do it. Like, there's no net here. And he did it. And like, it's just, it's funny how like in wrestling, sometimes that happens and you saw people like Kevin Owens and stuff flourishing. So, um, yeah, I loved, I loved seeing them kind of react like that. It's sometimes that's the most fascinating part of it when it gets really real. And then, uh, we had our first match. We had Drew and Lashley. Um, what did you make of the match? What did you make of the finish for one thing, which was a shocker for me? Um, and, and what did you make of seeing Drew come out first? I'm glad that you've skipped over Hogan and Titus. Um, yeah, I didn't because, notice why I did that there. The, the, um, the, I just want to say about Hogan and Titus is that they were canning noise crowd um, at that point because the full audience wasn't back at that point. They were still filling in. Yeah. Um, and Hogan was getting very loudly booed, but that, that was clear, more clear on the second night. But on the first night, they were still playing crowd noise yeah. over Hogan because to kind of disguise that. But less about him and more about this match. Uh, I I think this is the thing. Like, I'll I'll say this a lot about a lot of these matches. It was there are wrestling matches and then there are WrestleMania matches, and the rules are different for WrestleMania matches because it's a it's so much more about even even for the likes of Zayn and Owens, which of course we'll get to. But like, it's it's a different ball game. The context is different, and the expectations for me as a consumer are different. And this was a fantastic opener, I felt. Yeah, I like, agree. You know, there will be people who like your kind of straight wrestling, and maybe they didn't like this match. But it was pure theatre, and it was brutal, and it was heavy going. And, you know, you and I both predicted Drew. Um, uh, not the result that we anticipated, mm-hmm. but I was never going to be unhappy with any. There's, there's very few matches where I was going to be unhappy with any of the results, you know. Uh, um, and 
I think it was well done. I think Drew, you know, looked great. Uh, losing, and so I, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, we always talk about like how it looks and stuff in the stage and and that sort of thing. Um, when Drew came out, it was the moment I was waiting for. I had a dream about it, like on Thursday night or something. I don't mm. like listen. I was thinking about it so much. I had a dream about it, about Drew coming out first and stuff, and seeing him like walk out in the in the stage and stuff and that camera angle, which I love. They do at WrestleMania, like kind of like panning shot of like you can see the fans yeah. and as they're walking down the ramp and stuff. It just looks so good, and you could see him getting emotional and stuff. And a few of the wrestlers were like that for both nights, and it's just so nice to see and how much it means to the performers, you know. And I thought about when you talk about like these actual wrestling in the matches, this show was very much reliant on that. You know, there was no like real gimmicks other than the cage and the drum fight. Um, mm-hmm. There was no real part timers, or you know what I mean. Like it was strictly this is the roster. Here are the matches. Let's go. And I really like that about this WrestleMania. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of just wrestling matches, which is funny that that's we on WrestleMania, not. but it did happen. Yeah, we may not get another kind like it because for this year the sell was really the fans. The sell was WrestleMania, uh, as opposed to any one returning legend or anything like that. So yeah. we might not see anything like this ever again. Uh, and yeah, I think it set the tone perfectly. The crowd were excited, and I feel yep. that the crowd just needs the crowd were brilliant. They 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 cheered the baby faces and they booed the heels. For the most part, you know, and I think that was, I was just, I was just really, I'm not so sure that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair would have had such a hot crowd if it was like two thirds of the way into an eight hour pay-per-view. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the exact absolutely. Match. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, and then Lashley won, which was a shocker, um, but fine. You know, it's the start of his reign or whatever. Drew's going to have to worry about. Um, then we had the tag team turmoil match. Um, so, so my sister was on FaceTime to her mate upstairs when this was happening, and she hung up and she came downstairs and she was sitting with the, the three of us watching WrestleMania. Mate that and, boring. And what? Was her mate that boring? Yeah, and uh, you know, some there's some moments where you're thinking you want to you want to show wrestling to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. there's moments. It's a bit. There was a moment on night two as well, which I was like, thank God no one's watching this with me. Um, but. Yeah, I was just like, why did we all pick the worst match of the show for everybody to watch together? It was just a bit annoying. Um, I didn't like this match. You know, we're very, we're very positive and stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on. You know, if you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the right squad when you know when they were working, I was like, they're by far the best team here. Yep. They definitely should win. I was so confused by the finish and and, and Natalia and Tamina winning. Even more confused when I saw the match the next night. And yeah, what do you think? I would, I would just say, and we'll, we'll, we'll briefly fly over this one. Like, I agree with what you said about the Riot Squad. I, I picked them because they're the most established team. Mm-hmm. And the weakness of this match is not the wrestling or the charisma of the performers. It's the fact that they have, they've not invested anything in the women's division. They've not invested any real proper stories. Not, you know, developed any proper women's tag teams. They've done a better job with the women's tag division in NXT in a month than yeah, they have. Right. Uh, in the how many uh, two years or so that we've had the women's I mean, what I will say, I mean, like Naomi and Lana, right? There's been no story with them and stuff, but at least they're both like over characters, kinda, and like people yeah. like them and stuff. And even like Billy Kay and Carmella, they're not a team, but they're both kind of got TV time, and you know, and even Italian Tamina are on TV and stuff, but people just don't care about this stuff, and it just it really affected the match. I thought, and that's why I thought the Riot Squad was the clear and obvious winner here because. The fans were like, okay, a tag team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just it seemed the obvious choice for me. Um, but yeah, not, again, nothing against the performers or anything, but just it was just like, it, it was just, just bad. It needed, 
it needed a better story because yeah. I, I remember going to see Paul Heyman at Inside the Ropes and he said the basic formula is, you know, what's their beef and why should I care? Like, and there was, the, the why should I care wasn't there. They didn't give these women the creative and the storyline that they, you know, see see if your storyline is just, it's a tournament and it's the belt. Then then do the equivalent of Austin and Rock at the sit-down conversation at WrestleMania 17. Have them explain why they don't want Why it's belt. important. They need it. Why do they need this? Give Give me, give me clear motivations. You know, it's not, it's not Shakespeare, folks. It's yeah, it's simple storytelling. You know. Did you see the Edge media call on like Saturday? I didn't know. He said he was explaining his character. Someone asked him about his character, Edge's character, and he was like, "Simple answer. Edge wants the title. That has always been Edge's thing since back in the day. Edge wants to be the champion." And I was like, "Oh my god, it makes so much sense. It is so simple." <laughs> so they should have done something like that you know um, but yeah so cool whatever um, then we had Cesaro and Seth Rollins one of my most anticipated matches I, I, it wasn't as great as I was hoping however I really liked it because it was like it was like um, so it was 11 minutes right but it was like mm-hmm. it was like go 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 11 minutes and the swing thing was cool and, and it made Cesaro look really cool and, and Rollins was Rollins did brilliantly as always I just really liked the match I liked it too. I mean, I think these two will have better matches in the future and from agreed. a technical point of view. But like I said, there are wrestling matches, yeah, which agreed. is maybe what you first think of when, it, when you think of these two. And then there are WrestleMania matches. This was a WrestleMania match. This was spectacle. This was theatrics and the fans loved it. And I didn't call the Cesaro win. All the credit to them. I mean, the, the internet marks have been wanting this for a long time. So hopefully, you know, this is not going to be like seven years ago. Hopefully this is they're going to run with I hope this so. I hope so, and I'm so happy for him. You know, you can. I saw his interview on Renee Paquette's podcast. He just was so yeah. excited for this match, you know. So, um, I was buzzing for him. Then we have AJ and Omas versus the New Day for the tag team title. It was a little bit of a slow match. Um, it was all about Omas, like what was it going to be like and stuff. I love how he just wore a suit and stuff. Like I thought that was funny. Then, yeah. And yeah, AJ Styles, another Grand Slam champion. I love this match. I um. I love, it. and it was it was a very simple story, and and you know the, the talk of this one getting out with the women's match, like it doesn't take a lot to tell a very basic story, and the sto- you you had the new day who are very confident in their ability as an established tag team right. going up against this guy who's a singles wrestler with this henchman right and uh, this glorified bodyguard, and the story was perfect because AJ. You know, puts up a good fight, but he gets dominated and he shows that he's not a tag wrestler. For most of the match, the New Day get all this great offense, all this great tag teamwork. And the minute, and the the, the, the way they sold that moment that he gets to tag in Omos. Right, and, and Woods was on the top rope and, and AJ's so, like, I'm going to tag him here. And Woods was like, no, don't do it. I thought AJ was brilliant in this match. He's brilliant, and credit to Omos in his debut. He did exactly what he needed to do, and uh, who knows what we'll see of him in the years to come. But this was an excellent start for him. You know, he looked lethal. You know, how some some giants they just it's hard to take them seriously because they're they're Absolutely. so bad with the way they move. I'm thinking of Gonzalez. I'm God bless him. I'm thinking of Kali as well. Yeah, um, Viscera. You know, yeah, it's but you know, I would say Viscera had a bit more credibility, but. You know, Omos did not come across as laughable in this match. He was they they all worked together well. They made him look excellent. He looked excellent. Yeah, and so a, a great result. Great. great yeah, I love this. I love this spot when AJ jumped on his shoulders and did the phenomenal forearm. Oh, that was really yeah. cool. Really how, cool. How I didn't see that one coming, I don't know. You think about it on paper, it looks like the obvious spot. Great, <laughs> right, well yeah. done. Really well done. Right, uh, and then it'll be cool seeing AJ as the tag champion. That's cool. Um, yeah. then we had one of the biggest shockers of the whole show for me. 
Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, I thought was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I was speaking to a friend of the show, Jamie, who's the artist behind our artwork, folks. So the artist. Like see, the artist, he's the man behind it. Uh, and, he, you know, he... he the artist me, uh, currently uh, known as Jamie. Sorry, that was a terrible correct. <laughs> He was saying, you know, that he actually, uh, as a fan, he's kind of a bit bored with kind of Shane getting dragged out for every mania. But he was pleasantly surprised by this. And it was really good. And the one spot that lots of people have come back to is... is uh, Braun ripping the mesh and dragging That's Shane. Cool, it? <laughs> so simple, but it's never been done before, as far as I can recall. Uh, and yeah, I just, uh, I was, I really enjoyed this match. And I, I have to say, the guy gets a lot of flack, but I, I really enjoyed Braun's work in this match. I, I, yeah, I'm enjoying him. You think about the Braun who bet Goldberg last year compared to the Braun that we have now. They're oh, yeah. two different people. And he's come along so much yeah, since then. And I'm. I'm glad he had his top off for this match because he looks unbelievable, doesn't he? Like he just, yeah. God almighty. Why would um, you not show off that physique? He looks incredible and uh, just makes him look more of a monster, which is what he's going for. And uh, Shane McMahon is 51 and he's still moving around like he did at WrestleMania oh, 17. That bump, by the way. I mean, I know it's into the ring and it could have been worse if it was to the floor or whatever, but still, it's the way the, way the bump was, the way kind of, it's not even like a swanton. He kind of just like flipped over as he was falling. Um, and that was a sore one. That was a sore bump. I bet he was winded. I bet he was feeling that one on the Sunday. And he's also 51. <laughs> um, so yeah, Crazy. good stuff. Uh, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Uh, all four in this match were just brilliant. Um, I thought Damien Priest looked so cool. What a great presentation for yeah. a new guy who's hardly had any TV time whatsoever. Like if I, if I was... If I was seven, right, watching this show, I wouldn't really know who he was. <laughs> um, and he's just—I mean, what a great presentation, Miz and Morrison. Absolute. Se- Sorry, go on. I was going to say, don't you think a seven-year-old would look at Damian Priest and think he's just so cool? Like, Absolutely. Maybe, That's what I mean, maybe I'm out of touch there, but like, he's just—he's uh, awesome, and uh, you know, great presentation. Like, you, you expect that from Priest and Miz and Morrison. I was anxious that Bad Bunny was going to have so much of the limelight that it would take away from those guys, and it didn't. They complimented each other all really well. And, of course, Bad Bunny, what a great job for yeah. a non-wrestler. Canadian Destroyer, I popped massive. And uh, you see Pete Williams tweeted something like, Bad Bunny was seven when I first hit the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, you are a, you're a legend, Pete Williams. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... So much fun! I must admit, I was I was I was actually scrolling through Twitter during the majority of this match, um. But this, I mean, what I saw was 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 really good. I'm glad that Bad Bunny got such a good reaction. I didn't expect that at all. Um, I know I kind of thought when fans are coming back, are they going to boo him? Are they going to be smarky? But like I say, they were the best fans. They loved him. He was so over. And what about those yeah. bunnies hopping? You know, I thought Adam Rose was coming back. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, Miz and Morrison were like their um, their like lip sync kind of performance and stuff. At first, I don't know why I was like they are not even singing. And then I realised it was Miz and Morrison, and I was like, okay, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was a good, that was a good entrance. Then uh, we will try and pick up the pace here, folks. Don't worry. Um, the main event for night one: Sasha and Bianca. Um, yeah, man, this is this is. I had a pure speech about this in my mind. I was thinking about it Saturday night. I couldn't even I couldn't get to sleep after the, the show. I was kind of you know the way you're still kind of buzzing about something. Um yeah. and I was thinking about what I was gonna say about it and stuff. I can't I wish I'd wrote it down. Um I can't really remember my immediate feelings. I was just so over the moon for this match. Not because 
uh, it was the it was a women's main event, you know, women of color main event in WrestleMania. I mean, that's that's its own thing. It's so massive, you know. But what I loved about this match is, like, as we were talking about earlier on, there was no gimmicks. There was nothing. There wasn't these a million false finishes. There was not all these over the top spots or anything. These two had a match. They wrestled for 17 minutes because the title was on the line in the main event of WrestleMania and their chemistry was off the charts mm-hmm. uh, and they just absolutely smashed it, man. I just thought, this is going to be well up there candidate for match of the year for me, not because it was this beautiful technical masterpiece, but they just went out there and they did it. It was just a beautiful match. I loved it so much. What do you think? There's there's only a few matches where I think if you didn't like this, are you really a wrestling fan? Because we've talked a lot about how there's always something for everyone at WrestleMania because there's different types of taste for wrestling fans. Some of us like the theater and the wackiness. Some people like the technical wrestling. Some people like the drama and the soap opera. This had a bit of everything. And, I, you know, I, I said on this podcast a few weeks ago that I was underwhelmed by the story of this match. And I didn't Absolutely. think it was very fitting or deserving for these two performers to have such a meh, in a storyline going into the main event of WrestleMania. And I kept thinking to myself, I said it to you, I, the only thing that's going to save this is if they go and have an absolute screamer and it gets given the time that it get, it deserves. And by God, did they remedy any issues with this story? Like, they, they, like it made me smile just to think about how good it was. It's definitely on my match to your candidate from a technical point of view, but also just yeah. from the full WrestleMania package point of view. Um, I think it's, not to jump too far ahead, it's fitting. When was the last time you could say that the, the two best matches at WrestleMania were the two final matches, the two main events, you know? Absolutely, and uh, the two or, or Royal the... Rumble winners were the two main eventers. Exactly, so there you go. And that's what another reason why we should always have WrestleMania over two nights. Um, and I just think, I just can't, you know, applaud these women. It was a great match. Both of the performers came out of it looking excellent. And uh, really, really happy, especially for Bianca Belair. Yeah. You can see how much it means to her. <clears throat> and if you can convey that emotion and make it obvious to some schmuck in the west of Scotland, then you, you, you are really doing your job. If you can communicate that emotion through the, the universe, through the, through the wiring and the cabling of the internet, then you're something special. So, you know, many more main events for those two, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Sasha Banks in particular was incredible. And I just thought the whole... I just thought the whole presentation, the two of them were unbelievable. Their chemistry, as I said, was it was so smooth and flawless. And I mean, the spot where she gorilla pressed her back into the ring up the steps and stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Sasha did this like tornado DDT where she went round twice and bounced off the ropes and stuff. I was like, they're just showing off at this point. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, such a good match. Um, and then we got to night two opening with Randy Orton and The Fiend. Strange choice to open the match, open the show, I must say. Especially yeah. with the um the the kind of tomfoolery after it and stuff, you know, it's not really your opening match spot. I thought no. Rhea Ripley and I thought Rhea Ripley and Asuka would have benefited so much more from this spot. Um, I thought so too. That's what I predict. I just assumed that Rhea and Asuka yeah, too. Would, would yeah. open it. I don't but know why. I just did think that. I loved it. I loved this match. I thought it was daft and stupid, and that's what I want from a fiend match. Now, I I was surprised that Randy won. But I guess yep. he needs to get something out of this, right? Um, I was also surprised that the fiend regenerated into his old self. Right, um, me too. I guess he can't really wrestle and all that makeup. <laughs> uh, how raging are you? If you spent like five hundred dollars or a thousand bucks on that new mask, you know? I know, I know. Um, but uh, it was cool new mask the way he was wearing. But here's the thing: a lot of people are poo-pooing him and all this. 
especially with the finish and the Alexa bursting a viral pen on her face like that. But Glenn, um, <laughs> but we're all asking questions, and that's good. Right. It makes me want to see what happens on Raw, and then they've done yeah. their job. So Listen, I say, I... well done to all three performers in this match. I am really interested. In this I didn't expect that. You know, I didn't expect the Fiend and Alexa to go into a story together, like as opponents. Um, I guess that's where they're going to go with this. I guess Randy Orton's getting out of there where he can. Um, I've not loved this feud. I've not hated either. Um, I don't like the stuff at like TLC where they like burned them and stuff. I thought that was really cool. And you know, like the stuff with Alexa and Randy Orton at Fastlane, I really enjoyed that stuff. But like. It's um, and we're all always talking about a variety show and stuff, you know. Like it's part of the story, it's part of the journey. Watching the show, I did think the fact it was on first hurt the whole presentation. I thought the entrances were really cool. Even Orton's entrance was really cool. Yeah. Not a fan of the Fiend lights, I must say. Um, it just no. hurts my head and it, it kind of takes the interest out of my uh, out of the match for me. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't love the the kind of the going back to the typical Fiend stuff where he doesn't sell anything, but then one RKO beat him and. Things like that, like it just—I don't know—it seemed a bit all over the place. But then again, how could it not be all over the place of the story, you know? But um, yeah, it's—it's—it was fine. It's—it's it's part of the show. It's a variety show, and not everything is for everyone. If that makes sense, you know. Um, yeah, it'll be yeah, interesting fine. to see. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from there, right? Uh, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler defending against Natalia and Tamina. Um, it says that they won by technical submission on Wikipedia, and yeah. um. Yes, I said, you know, my mum always told me if you don't have anything nice to say about the match, don't say anything at all. So I will pass this over to my good close personal friend, Glenn. It was fine. Um, I think I was making some scrambled eggs when I watched this. Right. Uh, and I think what I said before about the lack of a story, and the, the, this is the problem when it's a tournament sort of thing. Like, I know they were doing this sort of beef between Naya and, uh, and uh, Tamina, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't developed enough. So I didn't really have much of a reason to care either way. They had one SmackDown match or segment, you know? Exactly. So, you know, if you're going to be serious about a women's tag division, give it the time and develop the story, you know, or scrap it. I'm sorry, but yep. if it's um, worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I think there should be a women's tag division. But absolutely. I also think women's, women still need more screen time. And you can't, you can't be half, like, you, you can't be like one foot in and one foot out like this. Otherwise, it's just going to look crap and lazy. Um, so it's a shame for these women who are excellent performers, and I will say that of Naya and <laughs> oh, Tamina, and and because listen, like, I, right? See, if you're listening to this right now, and you want to talk to me about Naya Jax being a bad wrestler, or Tamina being a bad wrestler, or Natalia being a bad wrestler, you try and out wrestle them. All right, these people know what they're doing, and uh, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to get off my high horse. The match was a disappointment. <laughs> The whole the women's tag division is currently a disappointment. WWE main roster, look to NXT and take notes. These women deserve better. Yeah. Um was happy for Shayna Baszler and I suppose Natalia too. Here's my thing, right? I'm not gonna I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um it, it's talked about all year how WrestleMania is the you know the most important thing and people work towards it and it means so much to everybody and stuff like that. And people, I mean, all year round, knock their pan in to get on this show um, and and get time. I mean, the match was 14 minutes, right? That's an amazing amount of time for a WrestleMania match, right? Um, You've got folk like Bailey who aren't on the show and Charlotte and, and, and other people. And I'm just like, this is, these people are getting on the show and, and, and some people aren't. And that was just like, I, I know how much that means to some people. 
Uh, it just it just angered me. Match number three, we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, my most anticipated match of the whole thing, even though Logan Paul was involved. But I thought I thought the stunner was great <laughs> at the end. I, that um, justified him being there, to be honest. Yeah. I thought he sold it great actually and, and I thought the match was really good. It wasn't it was only nine minutes or whatever. Fine. It didn't need to be any more than that, if I'm honest. Because they got everything out and, and the you know it was meant to be like this go, 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 a bit like Cesaro and, and Rollins. Yeah, ironically yeah, totally. also in the third match spot um, and yeah I'm so happy for the both of them um, it's like one of the most influential stories of my entire wrestling fandom having a match at Wrestlemania I just couldn't believe my eyes what did you think? I said on our wrestling Wrestlemania predictions video check it on our YouTube folks uh, that I don't want Kevin and Sammy in Ring of Honor uh, or Steen and Generico. You know, mm. I don't want Kevin and Sammy from TakeOver. I, I need, and I'm going to repeat myself, there are wrestling matches and there are WrestleMania matches. I need them at WrestleMania. That's why I was intrigued. I didn't want more of the same. I'm happy with the nine-minute match. I'm happy with the spectacle. I'm happy with the theatre. And I am more than happy with the chant. And do you know what? If you're going to use Logan Paul, there's no better way to use him. You know, the fans were yep. desperate for it. They were thirsty for it. And part of me thought, is he going to do anything like this or has he got too much of an ego? But no, he clearly gets it and uh, credit to him for uh, yeah. for taking it. And uh, there's not many, I don't think I'll be seeing credit to Logan Paul very much in my lifetime, but I'll see it now. Yeah, he did a good job. And uh, so did Owens and Sammy. Both played their parts really well. Sammy Zayn is so great. And uh, he's talked about this on podcast before when he comes out and he's and he's amped up and stuff. He just starts screaming swear words. And there was a moment where he was walking to the ring and he like turned his back to the camera and just started screaming. And I was like, <laughs> he's excited. Um, so that was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, and then we had Seamus and Matt Riddle. What a lovely surprise. What a great match. Um, I have I loved to say, the, we, loved the finish. We, uh, we criticised Riddle a lot. I think he did really well here. Like yeah, me too. He is good at, you know he is what? Good he's ring. actually he started to win me over a little bit by the way. Backstage, <laughs> I kind of I thought the do you know no, but here's the thing. I actually didn't like the RVD and Kali stuff. I thought he was really <laughs> irritating, and I genuinely thought that after Sheamus beat him, that he was going to turn heel and he was going to like try and beat down Sheamus. But I thought, uh, but it didn't happen. I think Riddle's best stuff will come when he's a heel. Uh, then we'll sing his praises. And uh, but Rob I Van think... Dam, Rob Van Dam was one stripped of the WWE title because he was smoking weed, right? On WrestleMania, he hands Matt Riddle rolling papers. <laughs> Brilliant! Brilliant! It's just only, fantastic. only, only in WWE. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I yeah. just I love the I love the finishing spot. I thought that was excellent. yeah, me too. I thought that was great. I thought the whole match was really good too. I, I know he, Sheamus slipped off the top rope, but like it didn't affect the match and stuff. And I was really happy for Sheamus. We talked about that in the WrestleMania predictions video. Like he's been doing some really good work and he deserved a great moment and he got yeah, it. So exactly. yeah. Um I'm still not a big Matt Riddle fan. But he's winning I was watching him in that entrance when he comes out and all the birds fly everywhere and stuff. I was just laughing. I was like, he's starting to win me over. I can't believe it. Those um, birds which had pirate hats, and can I just quickly say, <laughs> I don't want to digress and go back to night one, but when Drew McIntyre came out and they had these um augmented reality like sword and stone and all these bits of rock flying about, all the bits yeah. of rock looked like old potatoes. <laughs> I didn't really understand what they were at one point. There was just bits of rock hanging about, and I was like, I didn't know Dwayne was here. Then we had uh, a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Randomly short match. It was just as it was getting going, it kind of ended. You know, there was like a table spot and stuff, which I thought oh, it was like, oh, cool. 
Um, really cool spot where Biggie, you and Aggie, the Apollo went at the stairs. That was really brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, a real nothing match that I'm never really going to rewatch, but it was fine. And I'm happy for Apollo Crews and Biggie. Uh, I hated Biggie's entrance. Um, but yeah, that was that was that was fine. I liked Biggie's entrance. The match was a bit. I, I you know I said in the predictions video I thought this whole thing was a bit pointless. It's like how but, many times we go see it? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. But um, I, I I do agree with the result. That's why I predicted. And um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, we'll see where it goes. I'll, jury's out for me. It was uh, Apollo Cruz's seventh Intercontinental Title match since December seventh. Wow. Wow. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Asuka, um, very happy for both. They got 13 minutes here, like a long time to work a really good match. It was a shame the crowd were kind of a little bit um, out of it. I don't know why, really, because it's not as if anything massive happened before this. Um, it just took a little bit of the oomph away from it. I thought the match was good. Um, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was good. Asuka is one of my favourite performers. Um, Rhea is an absolute superstar. Um, mm-hmm. Both entrances were, in fact, Asuka's entrance was good. And... Uh, yeah, it, it was it was good. I'm happy for Rhea Ripley. It's just there was just something missing, a wee bit of oomph um, that maybe needed, you know, that mm. Bianca and, and Sasha had. And I don't think we should be comparing them, but um, yeah, it was it was a good match, but nothing. Interesting, nothing special, you say that. I was working out when I watched this match. I was on a exercise bike giving a yaldi, uh, and like so, I was like really amped up. I was like, really? I was pumping up. I was going, yeah, I was like pushing myself, sweating. <laughs> And so whilst I was watching this match, so I, I feel like I was there in the ring with, with these two, you know, like, so yeah. I think that's maybe why I enjoyed it so much. I was like, yes, come on, Rhea. So, I mean, uh, I mean, what, DDT off the apron, off the apron, OMG, what a spot that was. It was, yeah. And the, again, I was surprised by the result, but I guess if you're serious about Rhea on the main roster, then yeah, it makes sense. So there you go. It was a bit, it was a bit like Bianca and Sasha where it wasn't, there wasn't all these false finishes and stuff. They just wrestled, you know, and she had her finisher and she won, you know. I like that. It was I good. Like that yeah. And then we have our match of uh, the main event, sorry. Uh, we have Roman Reigns defending and retaining against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Oh, I was so excited. I was I was so ready for this match. I, and I thought it did deliver. I thought it was a great match. Great triple threat match, which can always be difficult to pull off. Um, three of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, I thought all three looked great. Jey Uso played this part really good too. Um. I fucking love this match. This was a WrestleMania main event. This was spectacular. I loved it. And I really mean spectacular because it was a true spectacle. It was edge of your seat gripping stuff. Sadly, I spoiled the result for this match by unconsciously going on Instagram about two minutes. And that weird how that happens because you say to yourself, okay, don't go on social media, don't go on social media. Someone talks to you and distracts you and you just open Twitter. It happened to me with like a Royal Rumble one year. It happened to me for wrestling. I was like, oh man, I I knew not to do it, but just like I kind of just instinctively done it, which is probably a reflection on our generation, if I'm honest. But it happens, you know, and it is annoying when it happens. It's annoying that it had to be the main event, but of course it was. Like I, I was talking to Kate, and I just whip my phone out, and all of a sudden I just see Roman looking all sweaty, holding up the bell, and I thought, oh well, maybe that could be his entrance. But in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't. Right? Uh, yeah, you knew it. But, yeah. Uh, I still was. I, you know, to their credit, despite knowing the result, I still was really swept up in this match. Uh, and I feel like you know the finish, you know, might leave a few things open for stories. You know, Roman pinned them both, but you know. I mean, Edge what a savage man! Like, oh 
God, covered the both of them. I couldn't believe it. It was almost like reminiscent of 20 years before when Austin was whacking them both with the rock with the chair, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I loved it. I uh, thought it was an excellent match. Um, it was the result I predicted, uh, which I was, I'm was. i actually kind of surprised by. I wanted yeah, to be right with that, too. but I wasn't sure. And do you know what? It was, you know, Edge versus Undertaker at 24 on paper. You might look at that and go, oh, well, of course Undertaker's going to win. Right, on, uh, he, you know the number one contendership, and he's, uh, he's he's the good guy, and but then you really believed that moments that Edge was going to win that match, and then it was the same this year. I knew who won going into this match, uh, and they still at moments maybe think, oh my god, Edge is, oh my god, Dan Brian's going to, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. You want that thrill ride. That is what WrestleMania is. It's that emotional roller coaster. That's what I look forward to every year, and that's what. Maybe I didn't really get that much last year, but I was just happy that there was something to watch last year. But this year, WrestleMania truly was back in business, and there was no better exemplar of that than this match. It's going to make Raw really underwhelming if they're back in the Thunderdome right. tonight. But there you well, go. Well, they will be back in the Thunderdome. They're in a new venue, aren't they? In like a little part of Tampa and the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're back in the Thunderdome. Um, I love the powerbomb through the announce table into the spear off the steps. I love the double cross-face labelle lock on Roman. I thought it was incredible. Um, I love the chair spots. I love the finish. Roman Reigns is the best, man. Um, God, it's such a good match. And I think, I was thinking this as well, both main events, Bianca and Sasha, and the triple threat on night two, both matches were the best WrestleMania main events since, definitely since 31, but maybe mm-hmm. even since uh, Taker and Michaels at 26. There's, there, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think Cena Rock One deserves a lot of praise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I th- it was more spectacle than anything. Um, even yeah. though I really liked the match, but like, I think even in in terms of like in ring and and sort of especially Bianca and Sasha, what it means, I would put it above twenty eight. Yeah, 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 quite possibly. Yeah, but really, listen, really good WrestleMania. Really happy with it. Really happy with the pacing of it. And like, even though they were they were hitting the face with weather problems and you know, um, no big names and you know what I mean? Like they did a really good job. I thought, um, I love the two night format now. I don't know how they're going to do it though. Can you fill a hundred thousand seats two nights in a row? I don't see why not, but will they believe in their heart of hearts that they can? They're an AT&T stadium next year, but notice how they just said April, 2022. They never put a date on it in case they do the two nights, you know? Um, I think that's exactly what it is. But listen, they didn't put 100,000 people in those seats in 2016. They might have said they did, but they didn't. So It was close I enough, though, right? It was like better. over 80,000 or something, wasn't it? Like, can you can you still do like a massive crowd like was, that two nights in a row? It was, yeah, it was about 82,000, I think. It was closer to SummerSlam night two. Yeah. Um, which had more people than WrestleMania 3, by the way. Uh, yeah. Still so, a lot of people, though. Uh, it doesn't matter with the number. Still 80,000. The number folk, you know does I mean? matter, damn it! <laughs> I love when Vince is like, oh yes, we're not counting um, people in the seats, we're talking about the amount of people in the building as a whole. (laughs) Excellent. So including the roster, including me, I am part of the 100,000. Yes, what what was your match of the show? It's very difficult because it really just comes down between the two main events. I'm going to give it to Sasha and Bianca, but uh, that that triple threat match was uh, like very close. Yeah, me too. Um, I loved... Cesaro and Rollins, and I loved Shame, uh, Kev, and Sammy as well. They would that would be my top sort of matches of the two shows. So really good WrestleMania. Please let us know if you guys have any thoughts on WrestleMania. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter being at WrestleConnect One. Tweet us away, 
And our Instagram is at WrestleConnection. We'll be back this Sunday for another brand new episode of the Wrestling Connection. Please tune in and remember our one-year anniversary edition dropped yesterday, um, which is a really fun episode. We just kind of played the hits and all of our segments and stuff. Uh, Glenn told a great story about meeting Billy Gunn. What can you say about episode 52? Glenn, now you've listened to it back. Um, it's good and it's funny and you should it's... definitely listen to it. And if you really like it, recommend it to your favourite person and if you really don't like it, if you think we're just boring and unoriginal, recommend it to somebody you secretly dislike because you know they'll you know that they'll, they'll suffer as a result, so go for that nah, yes, yes right, until next time folks, thanks very much for listening take care of yourselves and we will talk to you all this Sunday on another brand new episode of the Wrestling Connection